0: Hi, this is Will Lewis. I'm here with Katie Lee. How are you today, Katie?
1: Hi, Will. I'm great. How are you?
0: Doing well, thank you. Now, instead of our usual voice challenge, we're introducing a new segment today called Audition Talk. And the idea is to provide a little feedback to uh, voice actors out there who submit uh, an audition to our productions. And, you know, just to give them some ideas for how they might improve some of their reads. And so what we're going to do here, Katie, first of all, thank you very much for agreeing to, to come on board. And uh, I, I know that you might be a little tired now. Katie just got uh, just finished her uh, full round of casting as director for our production of uh, Rex Tanner and the Sword of Damocles. So I know that uh, you've been very busy, Katie, for the last few fun. weeks. OK, so, Katie, what I'd like to do here is. Play for you a couple of uh, auditions. First, we're going to start with uh, two Penelope auditions, and I just want you to listen to them mm-hmm. and then give us uh, your feedback on 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 um, each one after after I play them. You want okay? some
1: constructive criticism?
0: I do. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. So let me just give a caveat here because it's very humbling to even. Talk about anybody else's auditions, knowing full well anybody could do exactly the same thing to me at any given moment.
0: Okay, very true, very true. All right. So here is our first uh, Penelope audition. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. Katie, what what uh, words of uh, advice would you give to this actor?
1: Wow. Okay. Well. Uh, first of all, she had really good sound in her system, if, from what I could hear. It sounded like great equipment and long list of it there. Um, that was good. She had a lot of good enthusiasm. Um, sometimes people just don't qualify for a certain part. Either their voice doesn't match the character either by age or... Uh, accent or, um, you know, things like that. Um, I think one thing, I'm not sure if she really took the time to understand who the character was, where she was, what she was doing, and her relationship to the person she was talking to. Um, I felt like a few of the lines were really right on. Um, But some seem very disconnected.
2: Her delivery
1: was, was a lot of it was a lot of the same delivery. It would have benefited by her taking the time and and really knowing what she was saying. It felt a little more like like she was reading and wasn't even clear on exactly what the um, meaning of the line was altogether.
0: Well, that's a very interesting point that you raise, Katie. As Because when you audition for a role, a lot of times all you have are sides to go by mm-hmm. to try and understand what's going on and understand the character. So if, if, if you get very limited material on the character, what can you do? Is there anything that you can do to, to get the most out of that to, to better understand how you should play that character?
1: Well, as actors, we always have to make a choice with if we have. Lots of information or no information, we still have to make a choice as to what our relationship is, who we are, where we are, and how we feel about what we're doing. Um, and when you're auditioning and you only have maybe of no information but lots of lines, to read each line differently so that people hearing can get a sense of that actor's range as far as acting ability goes. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's uh that that's some very good insight there. Uh so are you ready to listen to the next audition for Penelope?
1: Sure. I do want to say that uh-huh. she did have a real nice crisp delivery uh with her uh voice. It's just um maybe just working on some of the her acting skills would have improved her delivery all that and a lot more.
0: Right. Okay. All right, so now here is another audition. Let's take a listen to this one and tell us what you think.
1: What are you doing? So, the device on your hand, the... the Dial. It just stores your own natural ability? That's why you became so clumsy before, when you saved me from Dr. Hyde. More than you know. Other stuff? Fascinating. How does it work? Well, how did you get it? Where did it come from? Oh, we've nothing but time. don't be ridiculous. If you don't want to tell me, that's fine. (laughs) Okay, Uh, I don't know what I'm allowed to say here, but that I thought was a terrific audition. Um, There was definitely a consistent character in the read. Um, She had an attitude that you could sense that she was she had a, an attitude about herself and about the person she was talking to she gave a lot of variation in her read and um i know that there was some direction in that copy in that script and that very la- that last line about you know if you don't want to tell me you don't have to he the, i know that it was in there that the other character was sort of flirting with her and insinuating that she wanted to see him with her shirt off with his shirt off, rather. and she was very flustered and and that came through in her read she told me that she was reading the directions she was responding to them. and her voice had a very um, distinct uh, character that I thought went well with the voice and Actually, she's the one who is going to be playing the
0: role. (laughs) Now, Katie, you mentioned that this audition was done with attitude. For our listeners out there, can you explain what you mean by that and and why do you feel that's important whenever uh, you send in an audition?
1: OK, well, it's a really like I said before, it's important to make a choice. Her character had this sort of um, she's a she's a doctor and she has an attitude because she's been, you know, so many years to medical school. So she's got that sort of inquisitive, fascinating, you know, intellectual attitude. And the way she delivered the line, you can hear her form her words very clearly. Like, you know, she was the one in school who constantly raised her hand because she knew the answers. And I, I, that's the sense I get from listening to that read, which to me was very much the way that the character was described. So her attitude is her, the way she sees the world. And also, of course, then uh, inside of that, there's the attitude that she has towards the other character who she's talking to. Um, there's improv games we used to play where people had different um, status. That was the name of the game, status. So if you were talking to somebody who you thought was your equal, you'd talk to them differently. than you would talk to the president of the United States differently from the way you would talk to the janitor. And those are choices that come through in the voice um, and, and it's really important to me, it was important to me when casting this show, because first of all, it was very big, um, Very uh, the characters are big, and I wanted them all to be distinct from each other, because it's an audio format, we don't want them all to mush together, so to have the character voice be distinct for that character to me is really important. That we know who she is and we'll always know who she is whenever she speaks.
0: All right. Fantastic. Okay. So now we've got our next audition. This one is coming uh, from an actor auditioning for Rex Tanner himself. So here we go. Okay. Okay. Katie, what do you think about that audition?
1: Oh, I thought it was a really good audition uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, it started out really good, um, making a choice about the character. Um, I thought the, the sound quality was good. Sounded very conversational. In the middle, he kind of lost consistency with the character. Uh, let the the lines sort of drop at the end. We don't want to lose our energy, especially in our audition, especially if you're going to be, you know, uh, well, anyway, you just don't want the the energy to leave. That's your only chance for somebody to listen to you. Um, so he started big. He started strong. Sounds like a horse race and kind of, <laughs> kind of tapered off at the end. Um, I could actually see him possibly playing Rex. It's it's a choice. So um yeah, it's just a matter of staying consistent with the character and remembering that each line is a beat. So think, what's happening on this line? Every line has equal weight but not the same. I mean, they're all important. They just, you want to vary your line readings, vary your emphasis and just know who you're talking to and why. Make an emotional choice. When a line isn't backed completely with an emotional choice, then it just sounds like reading to me.
0: Well, you mentioned the uh, the importance of starting out with a lot of energy or or at least Mm -hmm. some amount of energy and then maintaining that. Oops, sorry. Maintaining that throughout the read. How do you... What, what are some tips you can give our listeners for maintaining their energy during an audition?
1: Well, I think I sort of said that you can take your time, know on each line that there's a little scene going on. So you have to stay focused within the scene. You know, what, at the beginning, he's fighting with somebody. You can put, you know, some of that energy in there for fighting. Other times... Energy can just, you know, you can even be mean. You don't have to be loud, but you can have energy in your read if it's animation. Because animation's always just like a notch higher than anything else. And this is a a script for an animated show. So um, even when they say in animated shows that their reads are more realistic and theatrical, which a lot of times they are, like the Batmans and stuff, there's still just a little more punch to the the read than if you're watching a film and you've got the 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 body to inform you know the visual to inform the 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 person who's watching and listening all we have is our voice okay so yeah so energy doesn't mean it has to be big but i'm just thinking that the energy is that you're fully invested in what you're saying, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. like you you you, you make it real. you you believe instead of you just auditioning, you let me see if I'm getting close here, you believe you become that character for that line
1: absolutely. that's that's the whole thing. If you can't do that, uh, for that line, you know you got to maintain that for the whole. Story, so yeah. Although you know, like I said, it was a pretty good audition. Um, there's a, a lot of reasons why people don't get cast. I was telling you um, and my friends when I was doing this. It's like I have I'm putting together a jigsaw puzzle. This piece looks like the tree, but it's just a shade different than the tree that I'm putting it in in the puzzle here to go with these other pieces, and they all all the all the voices were like puzzle pieces to me, so I wanted them to sound different from each other and have the right kind of energy. and So it doesn't mean that one audition is necessarily bad if you don't get cast. As a matter of fact, I felt like almost everybody gave me beautiful puzzle pieces to work from, but they didn't all fit the puzzle that I was putting together.
0: Okay. All right, so let's take a listen to another uh, Rex audition here. Is that the best you got? i seen a priest deliver better (laughs) rites. Come on, Bruno. What, are you trying to tickle me here? You might want to put some ice on that. (laughs) I hadn't built up enough juice yet. Had to store up a little strength in the Omnidial first. You know, you're right. Tell you what, next time I'm getting my face beat in, I'll just ask the guy real nice to please stop. Ah, Nuts. No keys. No way, old man. Not today. Come on! Come on! <sighs> Nothing a look into those big blue eyes can't fix, doll face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a perfect example of somebody doing everything right. Um, in my opinion, the the genre, the read, fits the character, the because the, the, the story's set in the 1930s, next to the first audition that we heard, which... I I don't think our listeners are going to hear. The energy level is so consistent throughout. There's no, you know, that's just, it's just night and day. The other had energy to start out with, but it was just not on the same level as this particular audition. You could tell he was in the character. You could hear him fighting. You could sense his mood changes and his sense of humor. He brought in personality into the character, which is kind of what we heard on Penelope bringing the personality, not just the read, not just what we know that you're fighting, not just that we know that you're sad, but you have a personality. Um, That makes a huge difference. And you could hear him flirting. You could tell he was talking to somebody that he didn't like. You could tell he was talking to somebody that he did like. I mean, just a, a million and one things that made that audition head over heels better than the one previous. Okay, Is, am I too effusive?
0: <laughs> no, no that 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 that's perfect and i I think that's that's some really wonderful insight coming from you know a director of uh a, a, of one of these audio productions that our uh, voice actor listeners can 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 use and and gain a little uh you know. A little idea for how they can improve their own auditions in the future. Well,
1: and to give them a little insight, the discussions that we had, we heard some really great voices, but a, a lot of times it came down to, but is their acting mm-hmm. as on par on of what we're looking for? Can they really act? Or are they just giving a really good line reading? Mm-hmm. Because you can give, you know, isolated line readings that sound okay, but... There's just something the ear is so smart to hear if they're really believable.
0: You know, you you mentioned believable, and and uh, I just want to share with with you and with everybody out there that when I when I'm casting, you know, one of the productions I'm directing, I I listen to every single audition, but I do it with my eyes closed. I close my eyes and I I try to imagine, you know, I I see if I can visualize the character. As portrayed by that voice actor
1: well that's what i was doing here yeah because
0: i i think that there, there there's just there's two camps you can fall in with with when it comes to acting in an audition you can either sound you can either be that character to who whoever's listening or you can be a person reading from a sheet of paper you know, and it's mm-hmm. very—it's—it's it's one or the other, it, uh, in in my experience.
1: Right, and and it can be night and day, like like I said, the first read was could be acceptable depending on the level mm-hmm. of the production or what you're trying to do. It wasn't horrible, so um, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else you, you that you noticed no, that no, I no, might have missed? No, no, no,
0: I I think that was great. I really appreciate your uh, I, don't know, I appreciate your taking the time to uh come in and, and and share with uh our listeners some insight because i think it's gonna be very useful and now i also want to you know announce that this is our first uh, audition talk segment but we're gonna try and do these uh on every podcast so if you have an Great. audition at uh one that is less than 60 seconds okay uh and you'd like katie to you know Give it a listen and, and maybe give you provide you some feedback on the podcast. Please send it to us at uh punch and roll at audiblescripts.com. and Katie, I will take the responsibility for sorting through all those emails and choosing uh one for each podcast for you to uh to take a listen to and, and provide some feedback if that's oh. okay.
1: That sounds great. I, you know, I'm still working on my people skills, and I sure don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But most of my students have said, "Yeah, sometimes you're a little, cle- but, but it's what we needed to hear." So I hope <laughs> that'll be the case.
0: <laughs> okay, well, great. So uh, send us your email. Send us your auditions, and hopefully, we can uh, the on the next audition talk. We'll be talking about your audition. So. Thanks very much. Until next time, bye, Katie.
1: Bye. Thanks, Will.
0: Hello, and welcome back to our latest edition of the Punch and Roll podcast. My name is Will Lewis. I'm here with your co-host, Katie Lee, and Roland Wiley. Hello, hello. And welcome back. And uh, today, I thought we hi Katie and Roland. I thought hi, that Will. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, Who's I always forget guy? to say hi to you guys. Well today I thought that we if you remember listeners last time we talked about uh, demos and, and and what you know gave you uh, Katie and Roland gave you some guidance on some of the things that you should that you should should do in preparing your demo um, so I, we were having you know Katie and Roland were providing such useful insight I thought we could talk a little more about demos today and it, it's very fortunate that uh roland is with us because uh as a as an up-and-coming voice actor who's you know sort of just getting his career underway uh roland has offered to allow us allow you that is the listeners to sort of follow him as he develops his career and you know he's going to share with us with you some of the you know uh opportunities, trials and tribulations, maybe even some of the things that he wished he'd done differently and lessons he's learned as he goes along the way. So as we follow Roland to fame, we're going to be watching his career very carefully, and everyone out there will be able to learn a little bit about uh, about building a voiceover career. Right, by- and,
1: and I, I just want to interject that um, if there's anything that we didn't cover, anything anybody you know wants to delve into a little deeper, has more questions there, about demos from what we talked about last time, feel free to email us at Punch and roll. R-O-L-L, at gmail.com with your questions, comments, and we'll address them um, on upcoming episodes. Mm -hmm. So please do that.
2: Yeah, because as, as both Katie, Will, and I can attest, this is such a wide scope to be in the voiceover business. And there's so many things that are on the new frontier right now and some things that maybe we didn't know. We also know that there are a lot of I'd say greater opportunities out there just because we have online presence now. And we will talk about that more in other episodes. But remember, email us at punchandroll, R-O-double-L, at gmail.com.
1: Well said. Now, I get
0: confused. Which one of you is Punch and which one is Roll? I am not.
1: I guess I have to be Punch because his name is Roland. It kind of fits him already to be Mr. Roll.
2: Yeah, I'm already there. Oh, okay.
1: And I'm always a little punchy.
2: <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, okay.
1: so yeah, we are going to do that, but but before we listen to the demo, um, Roland was sharing with me that he, uh, since we started the podcast, it has inspired him. It's inspired me too to to review where I'm at and what I'm doing, but especially, uh, Roland wanted to share what he's been doing the past couple of
2: weeks. Yeah, it's like I said, it's the show has. Is- really been a motivational factor for me. I enjoy the fact that I've got the opportunity to be co-hosting a show with Katie Lee who like I said for me is has been part of my childhood and her website is voiceofyourchildhood.com. Dot com. So it's it's because of that it's encouraged me to do some things. For example, in the past week and a half if that I've redesigned my business card. I revamped my email address. Thanks to the wonderful technology of email, you can just make an email at will. So I created a Gmail account, which is WileyVox, Wiley, W-L-E-Y, V-O-X, like voice, at gmail.com.
1: Very nice.
2: So if you'd like to submit questions to that email address as well, feel free to do so, as well as punch and roll, L at gmail.com. Like I said, in addition to that Gmail, revamp my business card and even decide to get a SoundCloud account. Well, why get a SoundCloud account? What better? Wait, let
1: me ask. Yeah, why get a SoundCloud account, Roland?
2: It's very good question. It's one, it's free. And two, you can post your demos online and better yet, you can even link it to a Facebook page. So there's so much room to change. How
1: do you link it to a Facebook page?
2: Well, with that, you of course you have to establish your Facebook account for that. But I believe there's an option in the settings or a link in there. I haven't really scratched the surface on that. Okay, as of we're yet. gonna
1: get back to this because we want to yeah. find out how you. So it hasn't been done yet. Not this is yet. It's just a concept. So when you yeah. get it done, you're gonna let us know on how it happened. How you did that, right?
2: Absolutely. And it, okay. Yeah, great. because it. Like Looking
1: forward to that.
2: Yeah. And I mean, there's so many ways you can just chain your online presence. I mean, we'll talk about other websites that you can also associate with it, like Voices 123 and gosh, there's Which so many Which is actually others.
1: Voice 123. Uh, right. Don't
2: want
1: to, yeah. Yeah. It's Voice 123 and Voices.com. That's I don't know, can was, you link that to your Facebook
2: page? I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I'll, I, I you know, know what, I'll check that out. Because I,
1: next... I don't have that. So if that's yeah. true.
2: Yeah. Well, like I said, I will report back in our next podcast to let you know how and what is the synopsis of that.
1: And just so our listeners know, those are uh, websites where you can go and uh, create a presence. Yeah. If you're in, um, you don't even have to be new to VoiceOver, but mm-hmm. if you don't know this, uh, create a presence, audition for jobs. Um, they're mostly non union jobs.
2: Mm hmm. Now, what is the difference? Because some people, when it comes to union and non-union, what is that?
1: Well, there's this wonderful union of actors that was developed in the early 1900s, or when we had film, the Screen Actors Guild. And then uh, following that, AFRA, which was the American Federation of Radio Artists, became AFTRA, which is the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, which is now merged with the Screen Actors Guild. Really? Oh oh yes. I didn't know that. Yes, as of a couple of years ago. And we are one union, but um, so a union the, a union job is what you probably some of our listeners have seen the Screen Actors Guild Awards on T V in the very first episode of very first year they did it when Tom Hanks proudly showed his SAG card, which most actors strive to get. Right. Um, Actually, the state of recording has changed a lot and created a lot of opportunity to work now, especially from home, from your home studio, and it is not unionized. Uh, Uh, The difference being, of course, if I go to work under a union contract, there are union rules that the producers have to abide by. They also contribute to our pension and health plans. And basically, if it's non-union, you're on your own. You negotiate for yourself. You hope that the client pays you. And um, it's just there are no benefits. As mm-hmm. as Just like if you were to go work for your uncle who's a gardener, and he'll pay you an hourly wage to mow the lawn, or you go work for maybe a bank or a corporation or something, and they've got, you know, you get days off with pay or sick. I don't know how that works because, frankly, I haven't worked (laughs) in a regular (laughs) job for 30 years. But, um, you know, that is the difference. And, of course, the other thing is with union work you get residuals. Um, So episodes of cartoons that I've been on, if they uh, are rerun, then you get a, a residual payment. Movies, right. they're you know broadcast, sold to DVD, broadcast. You get it. You're not going to get that with non-union work. Cool.
2: and also keep in mind for other aspiring voiceover talents, that's something that comes over time. Because I mean, keep in mind, Katie, you've been with SAG for what? Thirty-two le- years. Yeah. So, and I the reason why I say that because we have to keep perspective. Because I know some actors that either have come from the Midwest or from the East Coast, and they're coming over here to make it. Yeah, it's it's not what it's cracked up to be. Which isn't to say that you won't find those opportunities. Believe me, I've had many of those opportunities, but that took uh, some years. It took some years to get <laughs> that.
1: It, it just depends. And see, California's in the in our great these you these wonderful united states some states are what they call right to work states such as florida and
2: mm-hmm. north
1: carolina and they can't mandate that that you do union work right. um and it's a, so i've met people since we have the internet i didn't know that there are people making amazing livings in other states and they can do whatever kind of work they want. And there's no stigma because I'll be honest, I don't have to name any names. There are plenty of union actors who I grew up working with and doing union work who now do non-union work. But they just use other names because it is the union will threaten to fine you. I mean, once you join, it's like, you know, getting married. You promise to only do union work. Yeah. Unless you do something else, this is a whole other topic that we didn't yeah. know we were going to cover. But you can yeah. do something legally that makes—it's uh, called becoming financial core. Yeah. And uh, you can you can do both, but it's sad because the union uh, is for actors to be able to make a living mm-hmm. and survive, and it's changing.
2: Yeah. So, with finding work and and. Well, finding and achieving work, yeah, it's it's definitely out there. And, again, it's going to take some time, which takes us back to the demo. What demo should you provide? Should it be a demo that's really a lot of bells and whistles? Or should it be a demo? Only if
1: you're a really good whistler and you can sound like a real bell.
2: That's right. (laughs) Because otherwise, it's not going to work. Because like we talked about in the last podcast, yeah, they're going to expect you to be able to emulate that the next one. So with... I'd say with a kind request, and I'm not afraid to present it, is my first demo that I did. Now, when,
1: when did you do this?
2: This one was back, I want to say it's 2014 now. This was back in 2011.
1: Okay, and did you produce it on your own or did somebody help you? I did this. Okay.
2: And And I had to take what I had and here it goes. Visit us during the Park City Kimball Arts Festival or the Utah Symphony and Opera's Deer Valley Music Festival. Catch an independent film or two. Yeah. The affordable Dr. Fresh Firefly Toothbrush and Firefly Mouse is at Target, Walmart, and Walgreens. Fight cavities, develop strong teeth, and lasting good habits with the Dr. Fresh Firefly Toothbrush and Mouse swoosh. Doctor! I'm not just teaching subjects at Brethren Christian High School. I show students how to apply faith to real life. That's why my job matters. There's chocolate, and then there's choxy. Featuring rich artisan truffle tiles, inspired by art, and exquisitely crafted with the finest ingredients for a truly extravagant chocolate experience. Honey, sorry to bug you on the cell, but I don't know about this fall getaway. I'm having trouble renting us a condo in Phoenix or anywhere in that area. Go red, any way you want. Eat red. Apples, cherries, tomatoes. Leave red kisses on someone's cheek. Laugh so hard your face turns red. But whatever you do, do it for your heart.
1: Is that the end? That is it. Okay.
2: Let's, I let's have hear never Kate, hear heard. Katie.
1: I have never heard Roland's demo, and I have a huge smile on my face. I think that is Aww. a wonderful, fantastic, terrific demo. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, it's great. Wow.
2: I was I was truly concerned about it because I was concerned about the variance of my voice in it. You're, I felt like you it. I felt like the first few sounded the same. Until about maybe the third one, where there was kind of this more breathier voice. So. Um,
1: well, you know, you the the tempo changed, the the attitudes, the situations, the the products. The, I thought there was a great variety, and yet you could tell it was his voice. It was your voice. You, there's obviously not a character demo. It's just a wonderful way to showcase your voice in a lot of different ways. I loved your choice of sound effects. Um, I, I And the way that, that the phone in the middle, it just keeps – it kept my attention the whole time. It was really entertaining. And my goodness, I, I think you should – you got to get that out there so more people can hear it.
2: Yeah. it Like I said, I, thank you. <laughs> it was – for me, it was my first one. I said, oh, gosh. I said – and that was my worry. My worry was that, okay, the sound effects are fine for segues. And my initial worry was that it sounded too much of the same –
1: I don't know. I don't. I. I think. Um, I don't know. I guess I'd have to hear it again. How long did it run?
2: That was fifty-seven seconds. Oh, so it was under. A minute. See, it's
1: under a minute. I mean, it goes fast. It. Well, what'd you think?
2: Well, first off, Katie, I thought
0: you said you were going to make Roland cry.
1: I. I can't. I. I. Oh. I she see, brought
0: me tears I
2: have of joy. To t-
1: I. I'm. I'm a very honest person. And so Uh, I'm, I'm very direct, and I, and I, but I also can't lie, and I don't purposely ever want to hurt anybody's feelings. mm -hmm. So, so
0: what am I supposed to do with this big box of Kleenex? I
1: no, you'll just have to save it for the next his character demo.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. at that point, yeah, I'll cry before I even submit it.
1: No, I'm, I'm just really impressed. Now, I mean, up and you made that three years ago obviously have skills editing or engineering you, you how many years were you doing that before you produced the demo
2: oh gosh i i've been doing production prior to that maybe about 3 years before that like serious production so
1: so he's got some really you know strong skills and obviously a really good ear and a great fresh voice i'll tell you what i liked mm. just because you know, I'm not trying to to build you up, but yeah. for uh, uh, anybody who's listening, I hope that they recognized there's enthusiasm in your read, smiles, um, and you were clear. I've heard demos where I'm not really sure exactly every word that came out of that that actor's mouth, so I thought that was nice. But you still sounded conversational. Oh, good. Um, which is a big direction we get anymore. Conversational, don't sound like an announcer. Um, but I mean, and then the ones that were kind of announcery still sounded fresh and friendly. And I mean, and I and I bet they represent a lot of your personality too. Yeah. So and that's that's great. I mean, one of the things that I'm always so happy is when I get cast doing something that feels like me. Right. Because. It's more fun to do the things that you like to do. Sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, those were great things. The production quality sounded good. And that's important. You don't want it to sound like you recorded in a trash can. So, and you didn't. Um, And where'd you get the copy?
2: The copy, truth be told, I got it out of magazines.
1: Okay. And that's how I did my first demo. I did the same thing. Yeah. Just find a magazine ad and try to read it um turn it into did you change the wording
2: i think a little bit mm-hmm.
1: but so I mean, it sounded like you're talking because not everything written for print obviously is made to be read mm-hmm. out loud
2: no one of them was actually an advertisement for park city utah and all it was was a picture and it just had a few lines and that was it i said but i like it and I'll well we're gonna have
1: to hear that again well maybe you could post it so people can listen to it on our
2: i can post it where it do we
1: post things
0: Oh, that's a good we question. post on Sound. We post our audio on Sound, our SoundCloud account. I love SoundCloud account. So we can, uh, yeah, we can post uh, Roland's demo if if you don't mind, Roland. We mm. can post your uh, this demo on uh, SoundCloud and so people can listen to it. And what and, yeah. that old thing? And, you, you want know, to post it,
1: that it old demo? It doesn't sound old, and I think you know we'll 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 talk for money. We'll work for what did they say? Well, we'll for, we'll, we'll talk for food.
2: Yeah, we'll talk for food. So.
0: No, I'm I'm no voice actor. Let me put that disclaimer out there. I've done a couple of narrations on ACX, and that's about it. So I'm 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 even uh, newer to the game than Roland is. He's far more ahead in his career than I am. But, uh, <laughs> Thank you.
1: Yeah, you really I, aren't brand I, new, Roland, with a demo like that. Uh, you, you are not brand uh, new. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but I, I I will say, without ever having tried to put together a demo. The thing that stands out the most to me about what I what I just heard you play mm-hmm. that did not feel like fifty seven seconds. That felt like thirty seconds. Oh, honestly, wow. yeah, it felt like thirty. I thought, what? That's it? Yep. Did 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 the did, 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 you know, did the computer break? What happened? I I, I didn't understand why it
1: ended be- so quickly. Maybe be- be- that's
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's a good sign. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's the thing that uh that the production houses look for. They want something succinct, but one that's going to grab them. Which, I mean, we all do that when we go to a movie theater. We want to be hooked in quickly. We don't want to sit there and wait. You want it there, because no one wants to wait until an hour into a movie to get enticed by it.
1: And remember, the first rule of theater is always leave them wanting more. Exactly. And on that note...
2: I think we have come to the end of our show, Mr. Will
0: oh that was again that didn't feel like uh, however long our podcast is it just flew right by so but at any rate yep that does it for this episode of uh the punch and roll podcast uh i'm will lewis i don't even know what to call myself i guess i'm sort of affiliated with these two guys a just trying to be our producer and, and moderator
2: and voice of reason I guess I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know about a voice of reason. Wow. Okay. Hey, but check us out at Punch R O Double L at gmail.com. Yes, please
0: send Katie and Rolling your questions. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, have fun. We'll see you later.
1: Original music by Ben Sullivan. Available on iTunes.